When I was a little boy, I used to like to go swimming. But now, because I smoke a cigarette, <laughs> I have a hole in my throat. Now I cannot go swimming because the hole is like a whale. And I have to put a plug in it in order for me to swim. You are now listening to Decoding 40. Welcome back to another episode of Decoding 40. This is episode 201. How did you enjoy episode 200 with that new intro? Got some good feedback on it. So I got some thumbs up and I'm hoping you like it too. But let us know and uh, give us a text or a call. I am your humble host this week, your boy L.O. A.K.A. Rico Suave. And when I say Rico, I mean racketeering type charges so (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the terridrome also known as decoding 40 i'm going to introduce or actually i'm going to allow my two esteemed colleagues to introduce themselves yo what's up your boy vin in the building yeah uh to that rico uh guliani is scared and i hope they bury him and i hope everybody else is having a great day out there (laughs) and i hope they burn in hell This is Alaric. Welcome, gentlemen. So, as always, we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping very quickly because we've got a jam-packed show uh, for you today. If you want to give us a call, you know what the number is. It's 619-940-4040. If you want some merch, it's decoding40pod.com. If you want to reach out to us, go to any social media platform. It's decoding40. If you want to send us some money, it's dollar sign decoding40 because we need Bucks. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Donations are definitely welcome. Maybe you don't want a t-shirt for whatever right. reason. Maybe, maybe you, you don't have, want a hoodie. Maybe you don't want a hat. Maybe you don't have arms. Maybe so you don't like to wear t-shirts. You maybe like you don't to wear long sleeves. Maybe you don't have a torso at all. Maybe you're just a head. <laughs> so send us a donation. Go so get a hat. <laughs> you still need a mug to drink, right? Listen, head, fuck that. Get a hat. Your head needs to drink. So pull your so uh, roll your head over to the cup and take a sip. <laughs> and you could just you could wear you could wear one of our t-shirts as a scarf or something, Hetty. Oh wow. The visual. Get ahead of it. <laughs> All right, guys. Who would like to start this week? I want to go first. Uh ladies and gentlemen, as of yesterday, I had my cast removed. Congratulations. I am now really walking freely. Amazing. Uh, I, I I went there and they use this little saw mechanism and they put my they pull my foot out of that cast and it looked like it looked like a baby chicken, my foot. Like with all the skin and just <laughs> oh it was your deadpool. Was, yeah, I was deadpool. Like I knew <laughs> I knew how my foot would look. If I was in a sarcophagus, the doctor was like, oh, it's not really that bad. My foot was disgusting. OK, I immediately came home after getting this foot taken out of the cast. They've given me a boot that I'm supposed to wear for the next four weeks. I'm saying two weeks. I'm already walking around in it like it's a like it's a big I feel like I'm wearing a sneaker and a big ass Timberland <laughs> or no, I'm wearing a sneaker and a, and a ski boot. 
and I'm walking around with those two on, right? But um, I feel a lot better. Forty below Tim's on. I have a <laughs> no. They're actually a hundred and forty below. That's how big this boot is, right? <laughs> um, got that shit removed on Monday. Thank God. And uh, just been doing the job hunting thing for the most part. I got a pretty short check in. What else has been going on? What else has been going on? Um, give me a second. Uh-oh. New challenge. <laughs> you healed the foot now. It's your memory. <laughs> like I said, just been job hunting, doing the Uber thing. My kid goes back to school soon, so we're looking forward to that. She's going to be a junior this year. Uh, I can't believe it. And my oldest baby girl turns 27 in a little over a month. Wow. That's wow. Crazy. And I'm getting closer and closer to 50. November 2nd is upon us soon, and I will be 50 years old, and I will join my colleagues, my esteemed colleagues, in the 50 Club. And then we will go. unveil our plan to take over the world. All you and that's my time. Motherfuckers. Yes, yes, it'll take over the world. <laughs> uh, and that's been my check-in. Alaric, what say you? Yo, so see, I actually mentioned the 40 Below boots um, that used to be all the rage back in the early and mid-90s. And what made... What I thought about right after I said that was that all of the fashion, well, not all of it, but the majority of it, like even those 40 Belows, they were like the hot fashion trend, right? But it was because the drug dealers were standing outside for hours and hours and they had to wear really warm clothing. So like the bubble gooses, the 40 Belows, the Dickies, the Carhartts, that was all like outdoor workwear. This nigga's that making the, the correlation between drug game and the uniform. It's true. Like, who? Why else did we need 40 belows? It's cold out here, son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, really. Anyway. Oh, so I am checking in from um, just outside of Cleveland. I'm about 35 minutes outside of Cleveland in Ohio. Oh, Cleveland does not rock. Oh, I don't smell, know if you guys can you smell the despair. <laughs> I don't know if you guys recall my last two trips oh, to yes. Cleveland. Yes. Once when I lost damn near everything, my, my backpack and my wallet. And then the second time when I came back and I, it, oh, the first time and I lost the wallet and I lost the backpack and I ended up staying in that flea bite hotel <laughs> by the airport. And then I came back and I didn't stay in Cleveland that time. I stayed in Akron or Kent near Kent, Kent State. And the hotel I was in, the elevator didn't work. And then the, when I went into the staircase, there was like a, a, a trail of stain going up the steps that looked like somebody may have gotten shot on the second floor and ran down the stairs weeks ago. And the blood is dried. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm back in Cleveland. The smell and, of um, Oxycontin. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think Cleveland likes me. I had the hardest time going to sleep last night. I kept waking up. I had kept having weird fucking dreams like and I don't even remember them, but I remember them waking me up out of my sleep. And these weren't my dreams. Like, I don't know whose fucking dreams these were, but mm. they, they weren't mine. I don't know how they got in my head. So, yeah, I mean, Cleveland, I don't know, Ohio. I'm not Wait, really what was that song? Uh Get out of my dreams and get out, get into my car. Billy Ocean. Oh, Is that Billy get out of my head. <laughs> get into my car. <laughs> you having a Billy Ocean experience over there? Yeah, man. big head Billy. It, hopefully, I'll sleep better tonight. <laughs> hopefully, I'll sleep better tonight. I got some Uncle Nearest Rye 
yeah. which I've never had oh. before. It's pretty good. And uh, I think I'll sleep better. Yeah. After a few glasses. You won't you won't be hearing anything. Just Wait, the what, what did you say you were drinking? Okay, Uncle Nearest Rye. Right. No. Okay. So my son's birthday, he's gonna be celebrating his fifth birthday tomorrow. He's a big boy. And uh the time really does fly. It's sure. it's going by so fast. Cause like I remember, you know, it's just like we we call him the baby because he's the youngest, but he's not a baby. You know, he's, he's, he's fucking, he's beyond years top old already. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just kind of blows my mind. Look and uh, unfortunately I'm here. So I won't actually get to celebrate his birthday on his birthday, but he's essentially going to have three birthday parties tomorrow night. My wife is giving him cake and balloons and stuff like that. Then Sunday after I get home, we're having family over to celebrate his birthday. And then the following Saturday, we're doing a party for his his school friends and his camp friends. Like, so, you know, this kid is getting treated very well. I, I barely got one party. So, you know, he's he's getting all the celebratory uh, parties that he deserves. He's getting all of them. Well, you know what it was? We didn't want all those kids in our house. So, <laughs> but we still wanted to celebrate with our, our family and friends. We wanted them to celebrate, but we didn't want all them. We didn't want the fucking kids in our house. Ah, those germy ass rats. I'm saying they five. They they yeah. They, they're gonna destroy shit. They're gonna fuck oh, shit say up. Say less. I, even yeah. if they don't destroy, just the the number of germs that they uh, carry. The volume. Freaking petri dishes. At the end of the year, I, I volunteered and I went to my son's class um, to do some photographs of his of his classmates, like in the classroom. And, you know, all the kids got to participate and use the camera nice. or whatever. And the the volume when you have 25 year olds in a room. Holy shit. They are so fucking loud because as soon as they walked out the room, I was like, I didn't realize how loud that was. <laughs> it was like you he was. Deaf. No, it felt like. You were standing in the middle of Yankee Stadium and they just hit a, a, a grand slam or something. But anyway, speaking of birthdays, we are celebrating hip hop's birthday, the 50th anniversary Deep. of hip hop. Yeah. We turn 50, hip hop turns 50. We are hip hop babies. It's so crazy like that it existed from the time, well, I guess it was existed a little bit after. It, well, no, it existed before we were born mm-hmm. because it was around. But right. They didn't call it. It didn't take in on this form as hip hop until, until, until I guess, day. around 73, which is bizarre. I heard a story about, I, I always heard this, the part of the story where Cool Herc hooks up his uh, turntables and the speakers to the uh, light post. But I never, un- I never knew the backstory to why he did it. Mm-hmm. And it had to do with his sister. It's his sister's party, right? Right. So yeah. really, his sister deserves the credit for giving him. Ah, that's a bit of a stretch. She did not. I don't think she was on the turntables, though. No, but she's the impetus. I don't think she she's... is the spark that leads Cool Herc to do that. You can't. She's been left out of the story for too long. As far as I'm concerned, I'd never heard that aspect of the story. I know. And I, I think she's trying to make everybody very aware of it. Oh, is that what she's doing? She's on a tour? Well, good for her. Yeah, she deserves the acknowledgement. No, she definitely deserves some acknowledgement for it being It was my party. party. It was my party, and I made the salmon croquettes that night. 
and they were a big fucking hit. <laughs> but and my brother but, gets all the credit, but I made salmon croquettes that night. No, I'm, I'm called, being a little facetious. I don't. I, I'm just saying I don't want her connection to this to be overlooked because I I think it is important because even though he's the one who made all the connections to the, the speaker wires and all that other stuff, yeah, he he did it because of his sister, and I that to me it didn't it didn't seem like she was yeah, that's trying to steal his shine. It was like he I I felt like even more so he was a great big brother because that's what he wanted to do right. for his sister. I think that definitely should be uh, more part of the folklore of mm -hmm. how hip hop became. You know what I mean? But I yeah, mean, I, I just that. that's what I'm. That's what I, I guess. That's what I'm. I was being funny, but the the fact that there's love connected to why we are celebrating this music just struck me as as dope. I just saw a couple of interviews well, where they were talking to her, and she was she was there, and I think I. <laughs> she pushed correct me this, if I'm wrong um, somebody in the audience but I think their mother also was also there really um, I, I I'm miss her I believe so there was another woman older woman <laughs> and I think they I think he's I think she said that that was their mother um but but I could be wrong but they were like, oh, I, I just love the story even more now that it's a family connection and family ties associated with it. Because they were talking to Herc and they were like, hey, you know, creation of hip hop. And she's like, I, you know, it's my party. <laughs> Did she say it like that? It was Did my party like and that? I made the salmon croquette. <laughs> I keep telling you. She did that a little bit. She did that a little croquettes. bit. But res respect, sis. I, yeah, I love you it. There. You Get your due. Get your due, sis. Get your due. Absolutely. And, and you know, in, in commemoration of of the of the fiftieth uh, anniversary, they did this huge concert at Yankee Stadium, mm -hmm. and they live casted it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I was excited as if I was actually there. Like it was really good. It was very well done. When I I think when I first clicked on, um, Havoc performed, and then Ghostface came out, and then Slick Rick, mm -hmm. Dougie Fresh. Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube. That's saw Ice Cube, yeah. Nas, of course, was like the the major uh major act. Run DMC. Yeah, like mm -hmm. it was it was really dope. It was really dope to see, you know, all of these cross sections of of hip hop coming together, you know, and that's like many generations, many eras. Karis one, Fat Joe. Uh damn. I needed Fat Joe to close up his shirt, but I thought that was a great Yeah. Set. Yeah, yeah. Joe, like, look, you're fearless. I applaud you for that. <laughs> Joe's a fearless. I would, I, yeah, <laughs> I do. I would not have the guts to do what you did, bro. Literally, he said he's nah, a fearless would, artist. Yeah, I, I would not have the guts to do what you did, and I'm not. That's I, not a shot at your belly. The guts. <laughs> I um, I have not watched the whole thing. I've seen the clips on uh, Instagram and social media. The only thing I hated was. The day before we were going on vacation, there was the Rock the Bells out in Queens. Mm -hmm. And then the day before we got back, it was the Yankee uh, Stadium concert. Yeah. So both events totally missed me. We could not make it because based on the last experience that we had at Rock the Bells, there was no yeah. way I was going to be able to entertain that and then drive to um, the, uh, the Poconos on time. And for us to get there, and I was like, and pack, I was like, nah, this is not going to happen. And then um, we had talked about going to Yankee Stadium for the uh, concert. Apparently, 
half of my building was in the front row, which is hilarious to me. But we were like, we're going to still be away. So there's no way we're going to be able to make it. But I, I loved everything about it. I loved the fact that you had old school, new school, whatever is happening in the middle. It, I, it was just dope. Everything that I've seen is dope. I'm, I started to watch it this afternoon, but I had too many phone calls to kind of really uh, listen. I mean, Craig G was dope to me. I was like, yo, yeah. this is this is like this is dope. So looking no, forward I, to watching the it, entire eight hours. I think it's, it's an amazing opportunity to really give hip hop its its due. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think we sort of take it for granted because it's always been around. Like, but we're not we, we don't we don't have a chance to look at the whole history all together in that way. And so I, I can't remember. I who said it. It. Maybe it was Charlemagne. Um, but it, someone asked the question, why don't we celebrate hip hop every year? Why did we, why did it take fifty years? Hmm. And I, I was like, you know what? That is a great question. We should celebrate it every year. Well, I think I think hip hop has gotten older with its audience. Like, I mean, we still listen. We're still hip hop heads. We may not be as in tune with the stuff that that's new that's just coming out, mm-hmm. but um, we still we're still rocking hip hop. We're still we're still listening to it, and I I'm I even try to find clean the radio edits so I can play it in the car with my kids because I don't want them to miss out. But also, I don't really want them to know Uchiwali is quite yet. <laughs> it's almost like they don't exist. To that point, I was going to play four 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 in the car on our way back. Mm. It is no long the the clean version is no longer available on Apple uh, Music. That's weird. It is weird. Is it I actually is it available it. on title? I didn't even look. I don't have title anymore, but I, w- I was bugging out because I had the clean version saved on my um, library. So I went to go play it and all I have was the explicit version. So I was like, wow, this absolutely sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I got to wait till they get older or just, you know, risk that they're going to go to school and start calling people nigga. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a risk. They've already heard that shit first grade. Times. They've probably already heard that shit. There's always that one kid in the, in the class. That, I know. You know what I mean? That had the mouth. You kind of don't want. Yeah, to but it's it's not gonna roll off their tongue like like that. <laughs> Nigga. Yeah. These little niggas around here don't know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's that kid. Yeah. But uh, yeah, happy birthday to hip hop. No doubt. And, oh, I wanted to say two RIPs. Uh, yesterday, we lost two monumental figures in Black history. Mm-hmm. Clarence Avant, mm-hmm. the Black Godfather, and Magoo of Timberland that, and Magoo. That one took me for a loop. Seriously. Yeah. I, that was not, I was not expecting to, you know, that's not the person you're expecting to see has passed away. I mean, right. I don't know. I don't. Do you expect to see anybody passed away? But true, for sure, that was like a surprise. I, I think he got. I, I think he didn't get. He got some love because obviously Timberland was hot, hot mm-hmm. as hell when he came out. Um, but I think he got a lot of criticism because people said he sounded like uh, Q-Tip, but Q-tip, yeah. not not as abstract or not as uh, as lyrical. He, but he was the whack Q-Tip. He's 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 dead, man. Come on, I'm like, take it easy. Not even 24 Uh, hours. I'm I'm saying what? 
Oh, no disrespect. He's, he's, he's still at the funeral Wait, home. Bro. He, oh, he said he's a whack uh, Q-chip. No disrespect, though. Respectfully. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Well, you know, RIP to those two uh, gentlemen. And uh, that's my check it. Name, name me one Magoo song. Love we the love the love ya. Come on, man. This nigga went for the low, low, fine, low hanging fruit. You said you, you you gave me a hook. You didn't even give me the title of the song. What is this? I don't, what's, I don't, the what's the title of the listen, song? Listen, I'm the worst person to, to know title. I don't know titles of songs. I don't. Because what I think is the title is clearly never the title. Yeah, that's like a Wu Tang album. You know what's what the title of the song? Is. Yeah, when I'm when I'm searching a Wu Tang song, song could be fish. The name of the song could be Fish Grease. And, exactly. they, and, and Ghostface says fish grease one time in the whole song. And that's the exact, And that's the one thing that resonates with you. That's what I'm searching. I'm I'm searching fish, fish grease <laughs> lyrics. And it will come up. <laughs> and it will come up. Because that's, that's what everybody else is searching for. <laughs> oh, right. my God. Whew. All right. But definitely rest in peace to those brothers. No doubt. Merch drop. What's up, y'all? We need y'all to support this podcast. Pick yourself up a T-shirt. Pick yourself up a hoodie. They're soft. They're poly tri-blend, luxurious, warm. They're furry on the inside. They're really plush. You can sleep in them. Your wife can sleep in it. Your daughter can steal it. And she can sleep in it. Go over to Decoding40Pod.com and get yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, whatever you like. Decoding40Pod.com All right, my check-in. Let's see where should I begin I was on vacation and we went out to the Poconos and had an amazing time. It was amazing except for one thing. We had a bear, a black bear that was oh, occupying the perimeter of the house. Fuck. He was a So, black bear. and how do we know this because my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their kids were coming back from the movies as they were pulling into the driveway. The bear was going through the garbage and he had knocked all the garbage over. Wow. So, was he a big bear? They said it was about the size of the sofa that was inside the house. So, <laughs> standing up. Uh, no, big just enough. walking on his fours. So, I'm thinking wow. this nigga was that, a love seat. <laughs> yeah, right. The bear was a walking love seat with paws to match, ready to slap the shit out of somebody. Right. Don't you know I am a bear? Exactly. So that kind of damp dampened um, all the time outside um, yeah. because once you're outside and it's like every time you hear a branch snap, yeah, you immediately bear. think the bear is about to come kill. Yeah. They and get and, it, and it did not help that, I don't know who put it on, either Jamal and Nikimi started watching Cocaine Bear. Well, After that, <laughs> there is no hanging out outside. Because uh, Have you guys watched the movie? No, I haven't. No, I it's, heard about it. It's, it's pretty ridiculous, but um, you do not want to be thinking about a bear right outside of the oh, home okay. that you're staying in. And then further evidence that it was apparently hanging around the house. It defecated on the side of the house. Wow. Oh, so it clearly. Oh, so he's taunting you face. also. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Come on. So, thankfully, we are all shit everyone in the house, nigga. <laughs> I'm a black man, nigga. <laughs> Come get some motherfucker. <laughs> I just shit on your house, nigga. <laughs> black man out. <laughs> 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 
I took a shit inside of your house, nigga. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> needless to say, uh, we spent most of the time inside, but uh, the kids did go to the pool. We went ATV uh, riding. Um, we went a couple of years ago, but this this uh, track and company were a lot better. It was um, a longer experience, and um, they had what's called these, uh, uh, I guess, uh, mud pits that you could pretty much dive into, mm-hmm. and it, the mud would splash everywhere. So some people may have seen the uh, picture that I have or I had mm-hmm. on my Instagram and Facebook, and somebody asked me, why didn't I cover my mouth with a scarf? I had a scarf. If you look in the picture, there was so much mud coming into the ATV that it muddied the scarf while it was on my mouth. So at that point, you have to just take the scarf off and all the dust and dirt at that point, because we were riding in um, not only muddy spaces, but uh, dirty and dusty spaces was just attracted to my face because all the water was on my face. Mm -hmm. So it looked like... um, I'm not going to say what it looked like, but if you saw the picture, you know what it looked like. But uh, oh no, it was it was like a lot a of German fun. scat video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who shot on this pretty, man's pretty, face? Pretty much, two girls in a cup. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to point out that fear saves black lives. This is this is true. Yeah, you stayed in the house as you should oh. have. Maybe he's a friendly bear, honey. You got any honey like the, like, like the cartoon? I'll just go out there and have a conversation with him. Hey, he probably knows Yogi. He probably yeah. knows Yogi. Look at him, boo-boo. Listen, bear. So, yeah, everybody got out alive and well and um, had a great time. Other thing I wanted to talk about is Magic 2. Have you guys gotten into Magic 2? I've only heard two songs. Yeah, I think I heard about three or four of them. The the fifties, the song he did with Fifty. Oh, oh, actually, no, I'm I'm lying. I listened to the whole album, but I listened to I, the song with Fifty m- multiple times. I love that song. I yeah, love it's pretty. Fifties flow on that song is impeccable, and that's yeah, that's that's the Fifty. I think people have been looking for for a while. When you do a song with Nas, you better bring your fucking A game. He's gonna. He bring did. It. He's gonna bring he his A game because Nas is bringing his A game, right? You already know that. This is Nas. Mm-hmm. You're going on a track with Nas, nigga. You better not. We don't want to hear no bullshit. Don't melly mel me, nigga. You better come with the realness. Here's what, a little what, bit of trivia. Nas took Fifty Cent out on his first tour. Yeah, when they were both. On I Columbia. think I knew that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were both on Columbia at the time. So it's what? What I? Circle. What I'm finding interesting is. Nas has put out five albums in just a couple of years, mm-hmm. and they're all good. Yeah, yeah. like hit boy, they're hit all good, mm-hmm. and he's on another level right now. Right yeah. now, he's letting people know while Jay Z is collecting art, this nigga's he's making <laughs> art. Right, he's yeah. letting motherfuckers know he's confirming right. that. Yeah, Jay had a head start, nigga, but it's a long race, and I'm winning right now with five ridiculous greasy punch your face in the mama albums yeah this is what he's and fucking all of right them now. you can play from end yes. to end yes he's telling motherfuckers i am the greatest yeah don't I get think it that's, fucked that's up. what he's trying to establish for he's sure. trying mm-hmm. to establish he's like yeah you could talk about you could talk about you know lil wayne and you could talk about jay but i am the greatest nigga have you heard these five albums 
Yeah. And then and, and five albums not even talking about the rest yeah. of his, his discography. discography. We're not even talking about Illmatic. We're talking because Illmatic really takes out, I would want to say, and this is being generous, I'd say about 60 to 70 percent of hip hop. I think that one album destroys 60 to 70 percent of hip hop up until now. Honestly, that that one album, put that against anybody out there right now, and you're going, mm. I think you're being very track. generous. And, and I'm being, very, being and I'm, like I said, yeah, I'm being, being very, very generous. generous. I'm being yeah. very generous right now because there are a lot of MCs out there that I like, that I respect as far as their, their craft and what they do, the newer ones. But that just Illmatic alone takes a lot of niggas out the game. And then he just dropped these five albums like, yo, here, hold this. Yeah. Hip boy, hip boy. And the, the hip boy shit, this shit is. If, if he does I mean, an album with collaboration, collaborative team. Yes, yes, go ahead. Say it. If yes. he does this album with Premiere, it'll be checkmate, my friends. Yeah. It will be checkmate. Yeah. If he does an album, like I, I was on um one of these posts, I think it was the Rock the Bells post, and I proposed an an album called The Gods. I was like, you get KRS, Nas, Rock Him, and who was the other person that I have? KRS, Nas, Rock Him. Who the fuck I have? No, I had no. someone from my fourth person. I can't remember who it was. You said Melly Mel. Melly Mel. Roach is in your book bag. <laughs> Nigga, I said book bag. No disrespect to Melly Mel. He's a legend. All right. Um, I yeah, but I, I remember I, I wrote that shit. Yo, so many people were like, yes, this is the, like, and I said, and have Premiere do the fucking album. Like, yo. Mm. And then people were like, people started adding. I was like, you got to remember. And then I started like, creating tracks with people like yeah you'd have fucking cool g rap on shit you have ice cube on shit like that shit would be one of the best albums ever but nas right now is i would love someone to do that independently you're right i would love someone to put that out independently not on a label yes bring back the mixtapes and call that shit the gods call that Mm -hmm. shit the gods rock him nas krs premiere does the tracks and then have a who's who of hip-hop we'd have we bd not bdp um cool g um, the whole Juice Crew, Big Daddy Kane. Who's Cool G? Cool G Rap. Oh, Cool G Rap. Cool G Rap. Cool G Rap. Fucking. I just never heard anybody call him Cool G. Cool G. Cool G Rap. <laughs> G Rap. G Rap. That ever. Okay. You think you said Cool G? Yeah. Cool G. I was like, I it's not like I call this nigga. Is that one of the fat boys? I don't. Cool G. That is. Zippity Zuda is on the album. Get Zippity Zuda down here to lay some fucking bars down here. But just like. Nas is Nas is just letting niggas know. Look, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna drop these albums on y'all. Yeah, you're gonna and and just hold this. And he said he's got another project on the way. Yes. I think one of the lines is like, by the time by the this, time you hear this, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, he is. He don't need the money. He just wants to make yes. art. He's yes. in a place yes. now where he don't have to worry about the money. Yes. And now he can just make art. Music. Yo, he's a rapping ass motherfucker. Yes. So he's just he rapping his ass off. He's you know who I want to see. No, he's the best. You know who I want to see keep because he's actually re- released a project and very recently, Black Thought. I want to mm. see him have the same space to kind of release these, you know, these these art projects basically that would be, but people I mean, are but listening it's not it. like they're he's not getting spins right but he's been doing it with those three eps that he put out yeah how about so, how about black thought nas and ghostface on the track black thought nas ghostface that is so i mean funny. you're not gonna win with any sort of 
combination of those three rappers, right? Like I just saw the clip with uh, Black Thought and uh, Mos Def or y- mm-hmm. Yasin Bey, mm-hmm. and they I think they remade a lot I of heard that track. Work. I heard what that is track. it? You heard it? I heard a track they did together. I don't know if that's and the they were on stage. About. Phenomenal track. Yeah, phenomenal. Like this is. I mean, almost like you get goosebumps thinking about where they could continue to take the art where they based on what they're producing right now and, yes. and, and creating right now. Yes. Yeah. And you're talking about 50, 40 something year old human beings who are still coming at the craft. Hungry. Hungry and nice. Yeah. Nas yeah, is I'm, the Rolling Stones of hip hop. Yeah. Like, yeah. He really like, he's really. going to play until yes. he's. But I feel like that that's the same thing about the roots. 90. That's the same thing about Black Star. I, I yeah. think those are going to be the guys that we will be still going to see in 10, 20 mm-hmm. years. Longevity, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Nas shit is, is ridiculous. You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's good, people? This is your boy L.O.A.K.A. AKA the ad man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. So um moving forward, just to keep uh things rolling, my I gotta tell you guys this thing that I watched that has been living rent-free in my head for a week now. There's a video that is circulating online about a man who has an addiction to tuna fish. Yo, I just watched that nasty <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, first of all, my wife made me watch all, that shit yesterday. There's no way that's real. There is no <laughs> way that is real. This nigga carried tuna fish and a can opener with him. Was drinking the juice. The part that I love is when she says, "You don't have to open that right now." And he's like, "No, I do." Yo, and he when starts, she starts to eating. gag. Yes, <laughs> and then he dabbed it behind his ears like it was cologne. No, see, this is why this. I don't think that shit is real. That shit has to be a fucking spoof. Yo, that, yo. I don't know. It has to be a skit. The, There's no way. Did you see the chick that ate the toilet paper? No, well, I haven't real. seen that. That's this real. Chick eats toilet paper. That that well, I don't know how real she is. Well, I've seen other she did it for the show. Paper. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So a bitch eating toilet paper and a motherfucker sniffing tuna tuna is going too far. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, tuna boy both, is real. Him, the, no, him going on. They're a both in the same universe. They need and to soak and he ate tuna fish on the like. Yo, I don't think that that was real. They need to get tuna boy and toilet tissue girl together. What they gonna do? She he can take the tissue. Dip it in the tuna tuna juice and give it to her to eat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when he was yo, when oh he started god. sipping the tuna juice, <laughs> that shit was so disgustingly nasty. Yo, she oh was like, god. "You don't have to do that." He's like, "No, I do, I do." This nigga was. All right, I lied. I got to give you one more thing because I just reminded myself. Have you guys seen on Netflix? There is a new love series called Down to Love. No, no. It is a series that is based on singles who have Down syndrome who are trying to find love uh, mates. Wow. The funniest part, I only watched the trailer, but the funniest part of the trailer is when the dude says, I don't date down chicks. Like, (laughs) I don't get down with down chicks. Like, what did he say? (laughs) 
I, I can't remember the exact words, but it was something to the effect that uh, I want to say she's got Down syndrome, but it's just it that don't seem like it would be right. But the fact that he thought something was wrong with her and he has Down syndrome, too, is uh, hilarious to me. He's like, yo, you're more fucked up than me. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a stage four, like you a stage nine level down syndrome. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. You drooling. Like I know I'm fucked up, but that's that's TV producers of... are doing too much. Who is that for? Exactly. But I think that's, it's probably that's a, well, in, I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys know, do... but my younger brother has down syndrome. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like you're who would he watch that? What do you think? Would you? Well, how yes. would you think he if, would feel if he saw? But it? I don't think it's for him. If, necessarily. if that was for him, for see that I don't like because it makes it like a spectacle. Yeah, like a sideshow. That's right. If it's for, if it's they, for that's him, why I know. Because there's, a, there, I mean, there's a, a community of people who are you know physically disabled or have some mental disabilities, and this could be for them. And if it is for them. Cool. It's all on how it's done because if it's done from as an inspirational a, if point, it's, okay, exactly. Yes. If it's done wholesomely and inspirational, then yes. But, but it's, it's not like every from the other... trailer. It's loving hip hop just with Down syndrome. Oh, nah, see, nah, see, like I now, can't. no, bro. like because like no. my thing. I don't even watch those little people shows. The 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 bad <laughs> right. bad little people. The bad little girls. yeah yeah the bad yeah. little people. I, Is that I'm a called? bad yeah. little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bite your ankles, nigga. I'm a bad little bitch. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh my god! I, all like, right, before the show, all right, so like, all right so clearly, oh wait, all okay, right, so good. Last now, comments. So what I was gonna say is, if it's done in a way that's inspirational and it shows love, because I've seen shows where they've they've had autistic people, people with Down syndrome, people with all ranges of disability, and I have a soft heart in that because my brother's autistic, so I know. To see them, there's a lot of innocence there. And I've been to my brother's, you know, where he lives. And there's a lot of innocence with people with autism, especially on a severe level. The same thing with Down syndrome, that if it's done from that point of view, you can see the, the wholesomeness of it. But if we're doing love and hip hop with Down syndrome, that's a whole other disrespect that I can't even get on board with. Yeah. Like As the somebody fuck, who works in television, do not trust t people who work in television. To be wholesome <laughs> with anything, especially if they can get a bigger check. If it's not, come on, man. If they put that on TLC and they show some real loving and some good music and they and they're getting together and they're having a good time and they're showing them as real people, not caricatures of whatever the fuck they're trying to create. Right? Yeah. Then that, yeah. That, these then I can see that clearly caricatures. <sighs> Can't do it. Let's get. I might have to write a letter. Jesus. Oh. Uh oh, I'm about uh -oh. to get on my Malik. my Karen. Let's get on my Karen. All right, Karen. Uh, let's get some traveling music so we can get into the show. I know you thought last week was bad, but let me tell you about this week in racism. So, in Brandon, Mississippi, six white former sorry six white. Former Mississippi law officers pleaded guilty on Monday to state charges for torturing two black men in a racist assault. All six had recently admitted their guilt and connected to federal civil rights cases and the gruesome crimes committed by men tasked with enforcing the law. Federal prosecutors saw echoes of Mississippi's dark history, including the 1964 killing of three civil rights workers after a deputy handed them off to the Ku Klux Klan. Locally, 
The sheriff, whose deputies committed the crimes this year, called it the worst case of police brutality he had ever seen. Prosecutors now say some of the officers nicknamed themselves the Goon Squad because of their willingness to use excessive force and cover up attacks, including an assault that ended up with a deputy shooting one victim in the mouth. Gentlemen, Mississippi is still burning. What say you on the story? <sighs> disgusted. Completely disgusted. When I when I first saw the video on TikTok, it led me to like, all right, let me go look this up. Because, you know, again, you see something and I went to look it up. I think I saw the, I read the article in The Times about it and just that just how they were rocking. I don't believe the police chief didn't know. I mean, when you have the police departments, a gang, you know, what I'm saying and they have these little crews that they have, these little fucking, you know, the goon squad or, the, or whoever the fuck they want to call them. And in every police department, depending on what unit you're with, there's a there's a nickname for these guys. They knew this was going on for a while because it had been going on. These guys already fucking had other charges on them. And it, what they did to these 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 two black men were just when you read about it and you and you hear about what they said and what they did to these people is just disgusting. They, they need to be fucking under the jail. For sure. They, they were allowed to do this four times mm. before this one blew up. And this one blew up because their cover up was so shitty. Yeah. They fucked up this cover up. But. How many times have they done this? If they're known as the goon squad, this is probably their daily practice in abusing people. It may not have gone to this level every time, but they obviously were abusing people. And you can't tell me that other people on the on the force didn't know that. Let's just say that everybody kept it from the chief, right? He knew some shit was going on, but he didn't he know exactly. He may not have. He may not have known the name Goon Squad because they didn't tell him, right? But he knew that these officers were out of fucking control. Everyone on that force knew that these officers were out of control, but they also probably used that. They probably used that. They were probably okay. This guy is fucking around. All right, yeah. somebody call the Goon Squad. You know what's right? crazy? What you just what you're saying, Rick? Too just to add real quick. How you said they got caught four times, right? How many times they, didn't they get caught? That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, this was like, their like, daily operation. Yo, this it may is... not have gone this far every time. Oh my God, B. But these games that they were playing yeah, with yeah. them, they didn't just they didn't just start those games. Yeah, yeah. And how many I and I I would and, not doubt that there are gonna be people people that are gonna come out later on who are also affected by these officers. Class action suit for sure. And, and I, I hope they drugs. come out during. Is, has the trial already ended, or is it still ongoing? Well, they they pled guilty, so they're just going to be sentenced. They're waiting oh. to be sentenced. Okay, so I I hope that the other people who have been violated by this these animals will come out during the sentencing trial and testify as to why they should get absolute life if if anything shorter than life is on the table. Any case that is associated with these officers, any case needs to be brought back yep. to, the, to the court. Yeah, absolutely. Evaluated. And at this point, it's it's it's, it's fruit of the poison, what was it, uh, poison fruit of the tree, whatever the yep. fuck they call it. Everybody fruit should be- Fruit from the poison tree. Yeah. Fruit from the poison tree. They need to be, I mean, any evidence collected by them is is questionable at this point. Like, yeah. we're talking about cases, anything that they their unit is responsible for catching drug, whoever the fuck they are, they should all be let go. Just on a technicality based on that, because come on. Yeah, every drug. Just to give pro additional context, 
So the officers entered a house without a warrant and handcuffed and assaulted the two men with stun guns, a sex toy, and other objects. The officers mocked them with racial slurs throughout a 90-minute torture session, then devised a cover-up that included planting drugs, a gun that led to false charges that stood against the victims for months. So this occurred in January of this year. The charges were not dropped until June. That's so crazy. Do you know how much visceral hate you have to have to beat somebody up for 90 minutes? Like, like, honestly, that's a lot. I mean, that's a long time. I mean, but it sticks to them. So maybe they took about 15 minutes each. But but for no other reason other than they were black men in a neighborhood they didn't like them being in. And the, right. and the and the and the kicker is is that it wasn't that they they weren't just a random house or they got there was a mistake that was made with a warrant they ran up on these guys this was set off by one of the neighbors who knew one of the cops in the goon squad who then reported to them that I there's these black people living in the neighborhood and I don't like it or I don't trust them or they're always having these parties whatever whatever lie he had to tell them to get the goon squad sicked on their ass. You know, so it's not even we're not even we're, we can't even we can't even cover it up with, oh, it was a mistaken warrant. And we can't we can't Breonna Taylor this shit. Right. So it's mm. it's it's a straight hit. That's mm. all it is. It's a straight hit. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jenkins and Parker, who are the two black men, were targeted because a white neighbor complained that the two black men were staying at the home with a white woman. Mm. Oh, OK. That's where the sex toy came from. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say that. So I see well, there was a damsel in distress and I heard a lot of noises coming from that place. And I was they were taping the latest installment of Blackened. <laughs> this was simple luck that this man isn't dead. He was sh- he was shot in the face, essentially yes. in the yeah. mouth. Oh, yeah, in the mouth. He put the gun in his mouth. He's just. This, this, he could, he would have been murdered. He would have been dead. That was God. That was God. If you don't believe in something, that, that's got to make you believe in something. Cause that right there, to survive that, a nine millimeter, whatever the fuck they would, that's a lot. That is a lot to deal with. And he survived that shit. You know, if they had killed him, there'd have been a triple homicide and it would have set the the house on fire or something. Of course. Of course. It would have, and, and then they would have charged the crackhead for doing the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I try to understand that level of evil and that level of hate, but I've never hated anything that I didn't know, or anyone that I didn't know that much. Honestly, most of us are too busy to hate anybody that much. Yeah, my nigga, because you got to be like, like these dudes is just chilling, right? I'm whatever, whatever racist, hateful cops do on the off days, right? They were just chilling. They weren't out beating nobody up and got the call. So you had to rile yourself up to this fucking <laughs> right. hatred for, and then proceed to not for 90 minutes. Right. Like what? Like we're going, you have way evil. too much like, time on your Yes. Hand. Like the calculation and just the general deviant type of shit that they did to these men. Like you are really sick. You are a demon. Yeah. yeah. You're a Psychopath. fucking demon, son. You're a psychopathic demon because that's the only way like you, your home chilling me 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 rick and we're, we're out we're out at fucking stolen jackets and we get a call and we decide after that we've been drinking and having a good time now nah, let's put all the good times aside and let's do some racist shit yeah who's up for and, it 
<laughs> Who's up for it? Like, hey, you guys want to get another drink or go kill some niggas? I don't know. Let's go get some niggas. Like, how the fuck do you go from having whatever you're doing to that? Like, how do we make wow. that jump as 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 human beings in society? I'm not even like put race aside. As human beings, you're not a human being. Like you you don't you don't think and go what what the fuck are we doing? Well, the problem is they don't think that we're Who human beings, right? Well, they think that we're racism, they think that we're uh, less human than 60s. they are. Good thing racism died in the sixties. Oh, I thought it was in twenty. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was in two thousand eight with Obama. No, no Obama and, got no, elected. That's died in the sixties. So this is just a one off. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, one off. It's crazy thing that happens every once in a while. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know those crazy white people. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. This is this is definitely not a reoccurring segment on this show. No. Exactly. Lol. <laughs> this week in racism. Mm. Lol. You know, sometimes it happens. You you know what else I want to pay very close attention to before we move on? I I, I want to pay very close attention to what happens with their pensions. Are they now going to be disqualified from um, immunity, the qualified immunity? And are, are their personal assets now going to be at risk for these victims to be able to sue? The pension should because go to. It should pensions. definitely not. They should definitely not have qualified immunity anymore. That should be gone. I, I'm going to take a guess. Whatever they've done in the past, they've stolen money. And I think if you can somehow prove, especially if you've had complaints from people who've been caught that said, "Well, my money was stolen from me," or "I had money that was stolen from my house," whatever the situation is, if you can prove that they were stealing money or doing something outside of that, they'll probably have their pension. Because then now you're talking that you you were not only causing havoc but you were taking stuff for financial gain and that's a whole other avenue of shit and i'm gonna guess they probably were you think they weren't taking money from these people and and and, and stealing from these drug dealers or whoever the fuck they were shaking down i don't think that, that was shit? their bag they just like to call i think pain. they genuinely like to torture anyway and fuck people up i i mean maybe it was who knows but what's important what what is also important is like this police reform, like we have to look at situations like this and say, this, this qualified immunity shit has to go, well, especially when you have such egregious situations like this. Yeah. You can't just have c- cops cr- creating this much havoc, committing these kind of crimes mm-hmm. and still walk away with a pension because you have a family. Fuck them. Yeah. You said fuck them. I didn't say fuck them. You said right. fuck them when you started mm-hmm. doing the shit you were doing. This reminds me when you say fuck them uh, uh, real quick before we move on. L, I was watching this click on on TikTok and fucking Tubi strikes again. And it's a clip of this young woman and she's getting out. She's in this office or something like that. And there's a husband, wife and a child there. And the husband who used to be you know, in a relationship with this woman says, listen, I moved on, whatever, whatever. And the woman says something smart to her like, yeah, you got to move on with life. This one pulls out a gun, shoots the woman, the, the husband and then points the gun at the child and the child goes, wait, but I'm a kid and shoots the kid mm. <laughs> and then proceeds to kick all three of the bodies and walk away. But that was a Tubi moment. But anyway, <laughs> shit was hilarious to me. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> the little girl's like, but wait, I'm a kid. And then she, after she shoots the, the kid, she goes, fuck you kid and kicks the kid. <laughs> wow. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Another right, shining so, moment uh, in Tubi history. <laughs> <laughs> and the Tubi Award goes to Merch Drop. You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? 
This has been from Dakota and 40, letting you know about Dakota40pod.com. That's right, Dakota40pod.com. That's our new site that's got all our merch on it. Dakota40pod.com. Dakota40pod.com. Moving from this week in racism to, I guess, sounds about white slash this is still racist. You guys may have watched the movie The Blind Side, which was loosely. And when I say loosely, I mean not at all based on the real life of Michael Orr, <laughs> the uh, NFL. Didn't they give Sandra Bullock an Academy Award for that role? They, she got an Oscar award I for this she got a cast for that, yes. Sandra, you should give it back. Um, yeah, she, she should give it back if she's really... She got some black children. If she's an honorable person. She got black well, children. Yeah, she's probably saying, I don't treat my black kids like that. No, I just put them in dresses. Not my blacks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sandra Bullock. The story of Michael Orr and the Tahoy family uh, became the subject of this Oscar-winning film, uh, The Blind Side, that starred actress Sandra Bullock in the role of Leanne. What? Is now under substantial scrutiny because it turns out a number of things portrayed in the movie turns out to be false. Number one, Michael's dumbness. Yes, First, which resonates with me very deeply for some reason, but he was, Michael was portrayed as having a learning disability in the film. He was a halfwit. A b- <laughs> wow. That's how they fucking portrayed him. I'm, 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 I'm not lying. Here. You're not lying. There's there's no lie detected. He's happy to get a striped shirt. They had this nigga like Charlie Brown, a halfwit. Come on, man. I'm sorry. Apparently... He has possession of all his faculties. He's an intelligent, an incredibly intelligent individual. And because of that portrayal, it actually affected the way that teams approached him mm. because he was wow. seen as not one fit for leadership wow. or for certain roles within an organization. Wow. Everybody's seen the blind side, Michael. You're just not, you're just not, you know, come on. Right. So this was a serious detrimental portrayal of him. And but it was done in order to prop up the white savior narrative, mm-hmm. which Sandra Bullock ultimately won an Academy Award for. Mm-hmm. So what I found interesting as we were talking about this, I was doing a little quick research where the story had started off where Michael Orr was upset and taking his family to court. It has now shifted to because based on what the uh, the Tahoe family attorney is now saying, excuse me, that Michael Orr tried to shake down this family after telling them he's aware of what they've done and they need to pay him $15 million or he's going to sue them. Hmm. That is now being portrayed as a shakedown story. I find this disgusting. That's funny. You, You make a demand for money that's owed to you and that's considered a shakedown? Right. That's extortion. Listen, you stole from me. I tell you, I want my money back, or I'm going to take you to court. That is now being construed as extortion. Michael, well, did he say extortion or did he say a shakedown? The attorneys are very saying a shakedown, which I think I think is hyperbole for extortion. Well, extortion is a crime, but if he said shakedown, shakedown's not a crime. If he said extortion, shakedown alludes to a crime. Exactly. Because that's why I'm saying about, that these fucking lawyers about, are fucking crafty as fuck. If you think about what happened to OJ mm-hmm. in his second trial, well, third trial, 
about his uh, personal belongings that were being um, sold as uh, memorabilia. He went to go retrieve his things, mm-hmm. took his things, mm-hmm. but that was seen as stealing. Because he had a weapon. It's still his stuff. I Don't get me out here defending OJ. I'm, he said, listen, you know what OJ I'm just said? Saying, I'm just he saying said, how they were able to get him. I'm not, I'm not, you know, you know what OJ said to them? Stuff. When, you know what OJ said to them when he, when he had the gun in his hand? Y'all niggas already saw what I did with a knife. Don't make me use this gun. You <laughs> motherfuckers sit back. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all already see my knife work, nigga. Don't make me use this heat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get mixed up with this heat. You don't get mixed oh. up with this heat, nigga, because I will put a cap in your ass. <laughs> I'm OJ. So I, I just again to provide more context, Orr's relationship with the Tohoi family began to fall apart after the release of a 2009 film that we know is uh, The Blind Side. It bothered him because it depicted him as an unintelligent. He then learned he was the only member of the family. This is the part that really gets me. He was the only member of the family not receiving royalty checks from the film. How is that possible? Wow. How is right, that because possible? they had conservatorship. Michael doesn't need to know about this. So his attorney once hired, uh, uncovered the conservatorship papers and showed or that he was allegedly never adopted by this family. So not only were they not paying him royalties, they never a- officiated the adoption. Wow. You know, they, they probably figured out, how can we get everything we want from him without making him ours? Conservative ship. And but yeah, he I, but he I, signed that. Did he well, sign I'll, that? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. A lawyer. He, he was told that the papers were something different. I think that's what I'm sure. But I'm saying he must have. They they must have. They not only did they did they do everything that you just said, but they tricked him to sign these papers. Yeah, he he contends that what he thought he was signing were adoption papers. Wow. I'll tell you, a lawyer was also involved in this because if he was adopted, he would actually be. Family, family somehow a yeah. next of kin an heir of some sort yes conservatorship this is not yours yeah whatever we have is not yours yeah and then they took what he had yeah and what he was getting right. and he already had money this is the crazy that the, 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 in the movie again if it's if it's depicted on the father in the movie owned a, a shitload of taco bell so i'm assuming this family owned restaurants had money they didn't need to take anything from michael or they really didn't if they want, if they were living on the, you know, the the whole um, mythology of the movie of the, of them being these good white folk who wanted to help this poor black man, then why steal the money? Why not give him a cut of the money? You just prove they got who millions. The fuck you are. They got millions. Greedy and motherfuckers didn't have to share. Michael doesn't deserve any of this. We saved. I, I'll tell you, their their PR is at work now. I'm imagining oh, they sure. have an extensive mm-hmm. public relations team. Do working who's spinning this story right now and making it at this point they can afford it. at this yeah. point at this point they're going to have videos of michael smoking crack on the phone sending them threats they're going to have <laughs> live video the whole shit they're going to have this they're going to have everything and it's all going to be ai uh created exactly this is we have a we have a uh, hold up we have a recording of michael laura and we want to warn you this is very 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 bad language and they're going to have him with his voice <laughs> You white motherfuckers better give my money. Yeah, they're gonna fuck. They're gonna really run him through the ringer. I hope he's ready for that. 
Hey Michael, go see go see uh uh Reverend Al. Yeah, I no, mean, don't go see Reverend Al. Yeah, you, you need see, a big uh, mouth. You need a big Crump. mouth. Go see Crump. Go see who? Crump. Go see Attorney Crump. Uh. But maybe he's got an he's got an attorney already. Oh, he got an attorney, but I'm just saying he needs a uh, big what's Crump's first name? Ben. Ben yeah. Crump, yes. Ben Crump. That's a dude from the South, right? Yeah, the ball head. Mm-hmm, the yeah. Ball head. Ben Ben got to be from the South. He talk like he's from the South. He he does. Crump is from Lumberton, North Carolina. Oh, wow. you already I knew, know. I knew somebody from Lumberton, North Carolina who was you already know. Like but all right, moving on, folks. Welcome back to another segment of What's the Scenario? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what? So what? So what's the scenario? This is a segment that has been neglected for several weeks. I have been drinking way too much and forgot to include <laughs> it in the show. So I was adamant that we actually absolutely included in this week. Now that we are post 200, we are 200 AD. So uh, here we go. All right. This is a, a young woman who says that she's been married for three years. She was reluctant to marry her husband, although he's a very nice person. The problem is he does not like to do anything at all. Sex makes him oh, her, the sex makes her want to vomit. He's messy, ungroomed, very clean, but he hates haircuts and very boring. And he does not want to perform oral sex, which is her specialty and would also get her very aroused. But as it stands, she plays sleep in uh, the room when she hears him coming her way. She also hides in the bathroom just to be on the phone and do anything not to have sex with him. It has now been six months. They didn't have sex on their wedding night because he was tired. Damn. He couldn't get it up and wants her to try to get it up. She doesn't have a life or companionship with him. She's pretty much alone in everything that she does. She cooks every day for him and he comes in, he eats. He does not say thank you and he goes to the room Yep, his room. They have separate rooms because she snores. She wanted to uh, leave several times before uh, they got married. He promised he would not work so much and he would let them uh, let her get to know him. He said marriage takes work, but she feels like she's the only one working and uh, feels like he is there for her to supply his needs only. His children and grandchildren love her along with his siblings, but she feels like She's catering to everyone but herself. And her children are adults and live in another state and have no grand... She doesn't have any grandkids. And this is the point of life, she feels. She wanted a companion and she is now in a sexless marriage with very little intimacy. She feels guilty about leaving, but what should she do? Leave? What are you feeling (laughs) guilty for? This sounds horrible. You sound you. First of all, she said she was married three years ago, right? Right. They've been married for three years. Why in the fuck did you marry this person? You had to know this was going like what? He stopped eating pussy when he said I do. Like what the fuck? I I I skipped this point, and she actually has a section where she says, "If you ask why did I get married," she says she thought no one could be this boring. She really thought she could get him to step out of the box. She finds him attractive for his age. She's not, he's nine years older than her. He's a nice person, but he's set in his ways. Also, he works so much that he doesn't get to spend time with his grandkids or his kids, and they have given up on him as well. 
I don't know if the grandkids have given up on them, but maybe the kids. Look, you're old enough to know that you can't change people. You should be old enough to know that. You got right. kids, so which means you had know. a previous relationship. You couldn't change that guy. What makes you think you can change this guy? And all of a sudden, he's not going to be boring. He's a grandfather. He's not changing. That's who he is. You want me to eat your pussy? Come on, I don't eat no pussy. Now that you say that, I, I are men, and I'm assuming he's over 50 at this point, are men over 50 performing cunnilingus? Yes. <laughs> you, <are> you, <laughs> yes. I mean late 50s, sorry. Late 50s. I'm assuming yes. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's he's past that. How do you get past that? I mean, how people get past a, li- a lot of things. Like, here's what here's what fascinates me: is that people who are over a certain age stop having sex. I'm not saying all, but I'm just saying there are people over a certain age stop having sex. In my mind, in my current mind, I can't fathom why you would do that. But I can see obviously there's a space where people who are no longer interested in having sex. That's true. That's true. So so in 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 that vein, I'm thinking no uh, pun intended that <laughs> he is no longer interested in performing kind of lingus. Yeah, so why are you there? So if you, you like you would suggest pussy, that she you, gets a, a divorce. It, 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 yes. It cuz it doesn't sound like this much there in terms of a relationship. There's not much sharing. They don't spend a lot of time together. They don't like each other. They sleep in separate rooms. They're not having sex. All the things that she wants, she's not getting other than he's a nice person. And he's a companion. It sounds like she feels like she has to settle. She doesn't have a lot of options. Okay. So, and you would still recommend that she gets a divorce. I think being by yourself is better than looking at somebody who disgusts you. All right, Ben, you got any final thoughts on this? Because I got another story. I'm gonna I'm no, gonna no, to get I, no, I don't. I, I just I don't writing. All right, it's another sex situation. So I recently got married to an amazing man. While they were dating, they were celibate. His decision. They were a long distance relationship. He also wanted to be disciplined and just wants to be different with whoever he got married to, which was her. Anyway, two weeks after the wedding, they still had not had sex or e- any form of intimacy, and she asked him about it. The next night. They had tried to and couldn't even he couldn't even get an erection. She tried giving him a blowjob, but still it still didn't work. He tried watching porn and then got up, went into the bathroom with his phone and got off in the bathroom. When he wow. came out, he said that he had been watching porn and jerking off all during the entire time that they were in this long distance relationship. So he's telling her that his Johnson is now desensitized. And it'll take a while for him to be de-desensitized and be able to have sex with her. Has he ever been with a real woman? That would be my question. I mean, the the presumption is yes. So she told him that she understood what was happening and that she hoped um, that he's being honest. And she asked him to stop jerking off and watching porn so he can get back to normal. I don't know if it works. Like the that. plot continues. It's been three months since the last attempt, and that was the last time that they had ever tried to be intimate. She didn't want to put pressure on him and not make him feel bad about about it, so she didn't bring it up. The thing is, it's starting to get to her because, of course, she has physical needs. 
And there was no intent from him to even give her head or anything. She's a little bit uh, frustrated. So they uh, were together for three years before they got married and waited to have sex all of this while, only to end up with this frustrating scenario. She doesn't know what to do. Does she bring it up again? Is three months long enough to of time to heal to a desensitized dick and she feels like she's an amazing man and this is the only issue that they have what say you sounds like um, sounds like what he needs therapy he needs therapy he needs therapy what kind of therapy i don't know he needs some therapy because he's saying that he has this issue like if she can't help him then he needs to see somebody right what's he gonna do I think she needs to check his. I think she needs to check his porn search history. If <laughs> uh, she can get that ten I, million dollars and that ten thousand dollars. Because because if there's a lot of T girl in his oh in his, god <laughs> in his search history, oh <laughs> that's I, an I, auto populate because in his uh, there was a lot search. of comments. There was a lot of comments that suggested that he is either not into her. He's into other people or his sexuality is not clear and it is not as defined as she thought it was. Yeah, I don't think his sexuality is clear because she doesn't actually know what kind of porn he's watching in the bathroom because right. right. he's doing it separately. It's not like they're watching yeah, they it together. Watch it. No, but they did watch it together. Nothing they happened. were watching it together. But then and he, then went he to the took bathroom. the phone to the bathroom and then pulled right. up his real account. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tommy Tallywacker. <laughs> I don't know what this guy's into, but you got to... I don't know, man. So what would you tell her, though? I would tell her, like, look, I don't... I don't is this the guy for you? That's a real question. Is hmm. this the guy for you? Because maybe it's not. I mean, because three years, were they doing, like, were they, were they Skype sexing? Were they... Uh, I, I don't get the impression. Based on what she wrote, there was none of that. She, but she's sure he has... A, Penis. It's not like a Jerry Springer <laughs> yeah. situation where yeah, it's, it's a girl all the, the whole time. Low job in the hand. You, you told me you was a man. I fooled you. So Van, what would you tell her? She says everything else is okay. So I mean, if and then I don't believe that though. Well, I mean, I'm based on what she's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Okay, but I'm just saying. Then I, I would say, well, maybe they need therapy, or he needs therapy to find out if he can get past this thing. Or and or like you need therapy. Say like, listen, we go to therapy together, and that maybe he feel he'll feel more comfortable in a session with with him, her, and and, and a therapist to either come out and say what he really wants or he's into, or like because again they were watching porn, then he went into the bathroom, watched whatever the fuck he watched, and got off. So what you know? What's the thing? What's the block? <laughs> he was like, you getting in my way? You kill him. I, 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 it, it also could be he's never been with a real woman. And that is too much pressure and it's too intense and he, he can't do it. He can't perform. Also could be, I don't know. Cause it's a long distance relationship for three years. Right. That's ridiculous. I don't know how you do that. Like he started well, dating online. I, I don't know about that. My, but my wife and I had a long distance relationship for years, but when we would see each other and I'm, I'm not spoiling the plot here, but it, it would be on like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would like, it would be nonstop, but I'm I'm actually baffled as to what to tell this woman because I I think on some level she needs to consider the fact that this might not change, but maybe they do need to at least explore the op the option of some type of therapy, 
and see what that results. And if at the end of the therapy sessions over a period of time, there's still no change, then they they, they have to consider divorce, moving on separately. I, I say you ain't got no kids. Move, get on now. It's it's much mm. easier now. Well, I mean, it's, it's much like, easier to not li- like, leave. You're not having sex, you're, so the, the, yeah, the idea gonna is not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Why waste your time? What is the point? I don't get it. Why? why but I feel like they got married for a reason, right? So at least honor that decision and see if there's something still there. Uh, I guess. <laughs> All right. I guess. On that defense. It just sounds, it just sounds like uh, very unhappy. It sounds miserable. And uh, my advice would be to. to All right. Yeah. And just for the record, Vin, what would you say? They got married for a reason. I would try the therapy thing and find out what the situation Maybe You know, again, if if he's questioning his sexuality, whatever the situation is, you could probably get down to it in a therapy session because maybe he might feel comfortable discussing what the issue is. And if it's something that can't be fixed or something she can't deal with, then she has the right to leave. Right. Yeah. Look forward to another year of that shit. Mm. Good luck. That's a lot. I'm just well, saying therapy luck. is not overnight. It's like, I know that. I'm just saying. It takes no, a long sure. time to unpack some what, shit. That's what I'm saying. I think they need to consider a period of time in which they will go to therapy. And then at the end of that time, reassess, is this something that they are both willing to continue to work on? If not, then I think you, you've put your work in and the decision to separate or the, the decision to divorce would be warranted at that point. One more suggestion. Get him a prescription for Cialis. So now he won't have the ED issue. <laughs> and if he's still disgusted when you try to give him the pussy, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Ladies and gentlemen, you are now in the golden point of the hour, or we're actually beyond an hour. But we get to talk about what have we learned this week or during the show. Uh, I learned that... Uh, don't fuck with no black bears. Oh. Because they'll fuck up your whole vacation, son. <laughs> they get in. bears. <laughs> I learned that if you've had any run-ins with police officers that have been negative in any way, file a report. Keep a record going mm. on these people, and hopefully they'll lose their jobs before they really hurt somebody. Mm. Yeah, facts. I guess I've learned um, have sex with your spouse or your partner because they need it. You need it. Shave your balls every once in a while. <laughs> what else did you say? You don't like to I shave actually, and he's stinky. These I don't feel like washing my ass. Really out of control down there. I know that's TMI, but it, it really is out of control. I, I never pictured myself with old man balls, but here I am. <laughs> Well, we have to think about those things now. Yeah, here I am. All right, folks. Be careful. Um, Don't sit on your balls. (laughs) Right. Also painful. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Decoding 40. We appreciate you that you continue to spread the word. I uh, and we can't uh, thank you enough for all the support and um, all the congratulatory messages that I received. I'm assuming that you guys them as well for in the 200 episodes it is a uh, significant feat that cannot happen without the support of you all so thank you very much um, as you know if you are 
trying to reach us, it's 619-940-4040. If you want to tap into what we're talking about, thinking about, or even laughing at, just check us out on any of our social media platforms at Decoding 40. And if you want to buy some merch, it's decoding40pod.com. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you just want to throw some cash our way to support anything, just uh, hit us up on Cash App at Dallas Side, Decoding 40, and we will receive the cha-ching. So thank you, everybody. And we will see you next week. Until then, five letters. Peace. 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 Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. 